yeah i mean yeah that makes sense like because i i I mean, I hate to say, it. I do feel like they have a right to say something, right? And that's where I've been torn of like, okay, well, should it be on like TV and like in like wokeness interluded and everything? Like, but I, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, as long as it's not on TV, but then okay, so then like playing devil's advocate, like Tim Tebow wore the like numbers like 316 under his like on his eye patches when he played for like john 316 that would be deemed activism is that okay okay so can't relate to cancel culture hookup culture or victim culture well neither could we we created this platform for those other girls girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a christian and conservative worldview we talk about life relationships work pop culture and true crime from a christian conservative perspective let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture but change culture and bring back traditional values the views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers enjoy Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Sorry, everybody. I like zoned out for a second. I was trying, like, what podcast is this? Um. Anyway, I am super excited about today's episode in the spirit of Women's Month, which um, if you have not already, go back and check out, I believe, this episode. It's a bonus episode. So two episodes before this episode where I kind of talk about, like, why Women's Month is important now, um, and how we as Christian women can kind of um, take back Women's Month. Um, but today is going to be a very important episode in that conversation. We are talking with Macy, and she currently plays volleyball at Lee University, and she has been um, going around talking about the importance of women's sports. If you know me, you know I am not a sports girly, but I am a girls girly. So I support anything women do pretty much, not all women, but most women. I support them. And if you want to go out there and run the ball down the field, I support you in doing that. Um, but as many of you know and have seen, women's sports is under attack. I hate using that type of language because it kind of feels so like, we're under attack, but I don't know how else to describe what's going on. Um, and Macy is going to be here to talk about that. We're going to get into that. Um, but first, Macy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about it. Like you said, I play volleyball at Lee University. It is a big part of how I'm paying for my education. So girls sports uh, in general has just provided me so many opportunities, not only for my education, but also just life experience and learning and growing through different lessons that I've learned um, that I'm sure will last far past my time in, on the court. So that's something that I have come to really um, appreciate within um, my my time playing sports and something that I want to protect for the next generation. And like you said, we've seen such an attack on women's sports, and I believe it stems from an attack on femininity in general and what it means mm -hmm. to be a woman. And um, I'm not going to allow a man to just come in and 
take away my privilege to play against other women and um, my rights guaranteed by Title IX to uh, pursue an equal opportunity um, despite being a woman, you know? Uh, there's so much beauty and power in being a woman and I am blessed to be able to compete and train and pursue my goals uh, as a woman. And so lately that has um, enabled me to be able to speak out about this issue because as I'm sure we'll get into later, I had to play against a biological male in volleyball. Um, and that kind of put this, this goal of mine at risk because it was in front of all of these college recruiters. It was during my recruiting process. And uh, instead of me being able to show off the skills that I had been refining my entire life, uh, instead they watched this boy hit the ball in my face. And so that really inspired mm -hmm. me to speak up uh, about this issue. Mm -hmm. and it has given me so many cool opportunities to um, speak with different state legislatures, help inspire other female athletes to speak up um, and different things like that. So I'm very grateful to be able to uh, talk about this issue with you today. Yay. I'm so glad you're here too. I've been watching all this stuff. I'm like, wow, yes, keep it up. This is so good. And, um, and we need voices like yours out here speaking people who have actual lived experiences in this. Cause I could talk all day about, you know, women or men and women's sports. And I will talk all day about it, but my voice is not as loud and as important as yours when you can have a, an actual experience. So first I kind of want to just talk about, um, sports in general or um like how old were you when you started playing volleyball have you always been kind of into sports yeah so i keep saying sports like no, but volleyball, no, sorry <laughs> no, i played volleyball and basketball in uh elementary school because i basically came out the womb really tall i've been tall my whole life and so when that happens you just get thrown on the sports field so uh, i started yeah. playing volleyball and basketball in elementary school and my fa my family always jokes about it because I would play outside for hours. Like I just loved it. I loved every part of it. And I had this passion and in middle school, um, that passion really took off. And I, I decided that I wanted to play in college and that was a goal that I was going to pursue. And I would, um, in middle school, in middle school. Yeah. So I wow. sacrificed a lot through high school. Yeah. I was that girl that never got to go to prom or do any of those things because, those were things that I was willing to sacrifice to be able to um, achieve my goal of playing college volleyball. And so, um, yeah, it's just given me so many cool opportunities and um, taught me so many lessons. And I am so grateful that that little elementary school Macy decided that this is something that she was going to work for because it really has paid oh. off. Nice. Well, we can hear your passion and excitement and, I'm sure that's replicated all across the country. Um, and there's little girls right now who are in middle school who are deciding I want to do this in college. So I, just the thought of, you know, a man coming in and just taking over the space right. is a, terrifying. And I don't mean terrified and like, a, oh, my goodness, we're so afraid. But in a like a, what in is a this? way. Yeah. 
yeah yeah like they just don't belong there and i think this goes back to the idea that men and women are different and they really they whoever you know the they out there uh don't want us to know that they don't want us to understand that and to believe that because if we are all the same there's nothing changing us um then you know they can have more control there's more that they're able to kind of manipulate people with and but yeah, so anyway, that's a whole nother tangent. Um, can you describe um, that recruitment uh, situation that you had where the biological male was there? Did you know he was going to be there? Did anybody warn you? Just take us to that moment. So um, as part of the recruiting process in volleyball, you go to these club volleyball tournaments. And um, that's where all of the college coaches go. That's where they watch uh, to see all these athletes all in the same place, all playing each other. And so these are kind of um, rare opportunities to really showcase yourself and um, hopefully make a good case that you should be on these collegiate programs. And so I remember one time I walked up to the court, there was a ton of college coaches there. This was a great opportunity to be able to show off my skills. And I look across the net and there was a boy standing there. And he was very obviously male. He was wearing basketball shorts, um, had a shorter haircut. Um, and you could just tell by the physique that this was not a female. And um, I was kind of shocked and I would assume my parents were too. And all the other parents and athletes are like, what's going on? We played the game, got the ball slammed in our face. Um, and it was kind of this general feeling okay that was absurd that's wrong but surely everyone knows that this athlete's cheating you know this isn't gonna yeah. be this was probably back in 2017 2018 so it was very early this wasn't a well-known talked about issue yet so yeah I, I kind of moved on I was like well that was absolutely absurd but I had no idea that it would launch into this massive um campaign that people would be fighting for like it, it seems yeah. so out of left field that there's no way anyone would think that this was okay. And yeah. uh, so I just kind of continued on and by the grace of God was recruited to a college. Um, I don't know if my college recruiter actually uh, saw that game. Maybe she saw me at a different game, but I still had the opportunity to play in college. Um, I hate to think about, the roster spot that that athlete may have taken from another girl yeah. who um, sacrificed just like I did. Um, so that was um, a really quick. I have a go sorry, ahead. Really, okay. quick, I have a quick I question. Forever. So, <laughs> um, so did anybody like point out like, oh, this is strange. This is or was kind of everybody just kind of like looking at each other and like, okay, I guess we'll just play. Yeah, it was. It was the, very much that like what's going on? Let's just play volleyball. Let's just play our game. There wasn't really this, like, this idea of acknowledgement at all. Yeah. It's like, surely this isn't fine, but let's just play the game that we love, you know? Um, Because like I said, we all just knew this person was cheating. And so we didn't think anyone thought it was okay. Um, Yeah. It it was crazy. But um, yeah, I wanted to note on what you were talking about earlier about kind of that scared feeling of um, like, what does this mean? And they're kind of just allowing men to take our spots, but it's, all, oh my gosh, you said something that I wanted to talk about and I, I'm, I'm losing it. 
Um, but it's it's really setting men as this normative standard. And um, mm. separating men and women's sports allows for our sports to reflect our bodies, right? And that's why Ooh, yes. women, yeah. that's why women have the opportunities that we have. Because let's face it, men can jump higher, they're stronger, they're taller, mm-hmm. they're faster. If we didn't adapt sports to allow for women to flourish in that environment, then they wouldn't be able to. And men are not the normative standard. There's men's sports and there's women's sports. And um, if a man, oh my gosh, in volleyball, this is actually really specific. Sorry, cut in anytime you want. But no, this is good. Volleyball nets are seven and a half inches higher than women's nets. That has absolutely nothing to do with biology, identity, sexual orientation, none of that. It has to do with biology. And that biology doesn't change when you have different personality characteristics or anything like that, that does not determine what net height you play on. Your net height is reflecting your the ability of your body. And so that's why it's so important that we keep these sports separated based on sex. Sorry. That's, that's great. No, that's really good information because I'm just thinking, you know, all throughout this person's life, they have played on a net that's seven inches. You said inches, right? Inches, yeah, seven like inches, seven inches taller, and then all of a sudden you are playing on a smaller one. Of course, you're going to dominate. Of course, you're going to be really good at this. Absolutely, yeah. I can't imagine, and I try and play on a net that's ta- that's taller. Sometimes my coach will like increase the net by a couple of inches to make us hit higher, you know, or or we're just yeah, around, you know, whatever. And it's impossible, even just a little, even just a couple of inches difference. But if you make the net lower, it's a game changer. Everybody's hitting yeah. high. And it's insane. So it's no wonder. So biological advantage, but they're also playing in a net seven and a half inches shorter than you should have as a male. Yeah. So they've had like practice. Wow. This is so interesting. So, okay. I was watching this is a show called The Bold Type. Um, okay. It was super, at first, it was super fun and cute, girly. There were girls that worked for a magazine in New York three best friends. It was great. And then all of a sudden, as the years went on, it got a little woke. And um, they did an episode of, of course, and it was such a great show. Well, they did an episode where this guy, um, it was guy to girl. Yeah, it was a guy to girl. Um, they wanted to run uh, like a five, probably a 10K, maybe not a 5K, like a 10K or a half marathon or whatever. But they wanted to, they had transitioned and the company wouldn't let them transition and running just like their sport. And they just, they couldn't do it if they couldn't do it as their authentic self. Now, I don't, so that episode, okay, I'm trying to think of how to wear this. So that episode was really one of those, like, because you see this person is struggling and like, they're working to help them. Also, it has nothing to do with the magazine, but this was like a subplot for whatever reason. Um, So this person's really struggling to be able to run as their authentic self. And it pulls on the heartstrings because they're finally able to do it. And then at the end, you know, they're like, thank you so much for helping me um, be who I truly am. This is my passion. So, you know, the average person watching that is like, man, you know, sometimes why can't people just be their authentic self? And, and, you know, I can kind of just because of like my worldview and because of the things I do, I can kind of see outside of that. But like, if I were to take away all that, I'd be like, oh my goodness, this is so sad. People can't, all he wants to, all she wants to do is run. Yeah. Yeah. You're denying them the opportunity. So, 
you know, what do you think? Do you think that is a, cause I'm sure there's a couple people who are like that. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say that every single person who um, is playing is like trying to be nefarious, but do you think that there are a lot of people who are, do you think there's more nefarious than genuine or like, what are your thoughts on like the two different types of people that will do it? Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, that does target your heartstrings because we want everybody to yeah. go play sports. Right. And that can right. only happen when sports are separated based on sex. Like that's the only time mm-hmm. that, that can happen. And that separation is not meant to, to affirm somebody's gender identity, right? Mm, um, that's good, yeah. You're not playing female sports because it validates you as a female. You're playing female sports because that's the sport that your body is made for, or that's this is that good, category yeah. is made for your body. And that yeah. isn't gonna change no matter how many um, hormone treatments and things like that you take. And I absolutely think that everybody should have the, the opportunity to play sports. I do. But if you are a man who identifies as a female, you have the opportunity to play sports, but you have the opportunity to play sports as a female. I mean, as a man, um, identifying mm-hmm. as a female does not exempt you from that. It doesn't exempt you from the rules that you have to, to follow. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think that there are, are, I, there might be people out there who are out there thinking, man, if I just play in the women's category, then I'll just win every championship and it'll be great. But there are also people out there who are believing that these things that people are telling them that there's things wrong with them and that they need to change their bodies and that, um, that they, they have to go and do all these things, um, to accept who they really are, you know? Um, and my heart just absolutely breaks for them. And, um, yeah, I wish mine too. you just talk to them and say like, no, like you are fearfully and wonderfully made by the God of the universe. Um, and I mean, we really, we really do have to come at this with compassion and grace and realize that, um, mm. everyone has things, you know, um, I have things that I am self-conscious about with myself. And the last thing I need is for the government and all of these other people to be affirming that and saying that I need to go have these crazy surgeries and do all that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't think that it's purely, you know, this manipulative game of like trying to steal women's rights, but in policy, (laughs) it is stealing women's rights. Um, and so we, we have to come at it with, with truth and grace, right? We need to protect women's rights, but we also need to absolutely people who are confused. That's wow. That's kind of what I was going to talk about next, kind of just segue into that really quick. I think that this is such a tough topic because it has to deal with identity. And um, if you guys listened to a couple episodes ago with Katie, with the Worth It Network, we talked a little bit about how our identity is, you know, identity is who we are. So when things attack it, it's so tough. But I love how you, uh, two things you said, you said that sports are not there to affirm your identity or something like that. Um, And then you also said that, um, something. last thing that you said, the sports are not there to affirm your identity. And... I was I'll remember. Saying, I have to come at it with grace and truth because these people are also very confused. I don't know if that rings a bell, but that was kind of the second half of what I was saying. That doesn't, but you said something else that was, well, I'll probably clip it and post it But when I listen back to this, but um, I just think that's just really important to just remember, oh, policy, that um, this is kind of separated from policy. So, you know, 
your belief in that women should be in women's sports and men should be in men's sports does uh, trickle down to policy. And that's really what we're talking about. If someone is struggling with these feelings and, you know, we're not necessarily up against them. We're up against, I guess you could say the system is more of what it is. Um, Cause like you said, like we have to talk about these topics with grace um, and tr- we have to speak the truth in grace and in love. Those are just, and but those are the girls. That's what you're going to get here. We're going to try to always speak the truth, but we're going to try to always do it in grace and in love because we have to speak truth to these things. We have to say something because um, if something's wrong, something is wrong. Um, so let me see. I had one more question um, in on that topic. So why do you think this is important? Why should girls like myself, who just do not care about sports, you know, I'll attend your event to support you. Um, Someone will have to probably tell me what's going on, but like, (laughs) don't really care. Um, Why should I care about this? Why should I care about you having the ability to um, fully enjoy your sport? Yeah. Uh, Well, first of all, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, but this is an attack on female um, dignity in general. Mm -hmm. And really what it means to be a woman. And it, it extends far beyond sports. I mean, we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, like setting the male body and um, the, just masculinity as normative in general. It places anything that makes women unique as, um, you know, hindrance Wrong. to their liberation, you know, and that mm-hmm. that extends to things like abortion. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. women can't women can get pregnant and men can't. That must mean that that's. Um, you know, oppressing women. So we need to make sure that we can distance themselves from that. Absolutely not. Like that's a beautiful gift of being a woman and um, something that should never be demonized in any way. Um, so protecting the the dignity of being female um, is, is something that has just happened to be reflected in the girls sports issue um, specifically. But also, I mean, like this is reversing 50 plus years of civil rights and these amazing privileges that we have as women in America to, to play sports against uh, other, other girls and to have that educational opportunity. And so um, starting to reverse all of these civil rights movements is a dangerous thing um, when it comes to things like title it's nine precedent. or titles or, mm-hmm. or, yeah, or title seven and um, things that have ha- had so many incredible um, what's the word? I don't, I don't know what the word is, <laughs> but so many great helps. things come out of them. Um, yeah. And, and you don't know what this could mean for future generations, you know, like you might have a daughter mm-hmm. who wants to play girl sports, but can't, but can't because men are taking up all the roster spots. So I don't know. That's, yeah. that's my two cents. <laughs> no, that's good. And I, I think well, I'm asking, cause I know that there's people who, like, I've talked to girls about this like casually um mm-hmm. and they're like oh yeah that is kind of sad and people just seem like not to care and i'm like i'm right there with you don't care about sports but i think this is important this is kind of a like a little taste of like other things that can happen yeah. one thing i think about is women's shelters yes. i mean if they're allowing biological men into women's shelters and i don't want to say that i do feel bad for a person who feels that they have to go to a to a shelter in general 
I think there should be a place for that person to go. But I do not think that there should be biological men in a women's shelter um, with women who are already feeling um, probably fleeing abusive men. Like, there's just so many other things with children that there's just so many. And it this is the sports issue is just one i mean it prisons we can talk about what's going on in prisons so it kind of trickles so so many other um facets of life um there was something else you said you said about the dignity um about women's dignity can you talk a little bit about that from like the christian perspective yeah um i think that god was very intentional in his design of male and female um, that is a Genesis creation issue. That is something that God was clear mm-hmm. about from the start when he, um, created us so intentionally. And, um, I think that I, I always say that like an attack on creation is attack on the creator, right? And the same thing goes mm, good. when people attack, um, our creation as two sexes, two male and female, then they're attacking the one who created male and email and saying that he got it wrong. The one who created us and chose our sex and knit us together in our mother's womb, he got our sex wrong. Um, and so I, I think that there's, there's a lot of facets to that question. Um, as far as, um, what it means about the fact that we have a creator, but also, um, just like you said, like the dignity of his creation and like the gifts that he's given us, um, as women to, um, procreate and do things like that. And, um, all of the, the amazing things that he gives, that he gives women so generously. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That was good. Um, so some of the things that are going on now, um, Congress are holding hearings about the ERA. Can you talk a little bit about what the ERA is and then what are some things that have happened in, Yeah. So the the ERA is the Equal Rights Amendment. Back in the 70s, um, it didn't pass for good reasons that we are seeing now as people are bringing it back up. And it is a very harmful amendment. So basically, um, in the name of equality, it would destroy any kind of distinction between men and women um, in any capacity. So that means you can't uh, distinguish men versus women in bathrooms, locker rooms, sports Ooh. teams, anything like that. Um, you, I mean, it doesn't even matter what you identify as. You could be born a man, identify as a man, you know, use he, him pronouns, whatever. And you could still just choose to use the women's restroom or choose to, to play women's sports. And saying you can't do that would be considered discrimination. So any, absolutely any acknowledgement of sex whatsoever would be considered discrimination. So you can think about the incredibly harmful, um, the incredibly harmful effects of, of that amendment. And so that the hearing was, as we're filming this, it was yesterday. Um, and so, uh, they kind of were just mocking women's sports because obviously that's such a concrete example of why we have to separate men and women um, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, there are, are great times when we shouldn't discriminate against men and women, you know, like you look at job opportunities and things like that. Like it shouldn't matter if you're a man or a woman, but if you're accomplished and deserve the opportunity, but you look at things like 
um, sports and you have to acknowledge biological sex to give people opportunities but um as people were bringing that up they were they were just kind of mocking it the the chairman was mocking it um he was saying things like oh yeah i'm sure girls play this if they actually like you know play sports whatever um even to the witness he's like yeah like i believe that you believe that this is an issue like (laughs) that's goodness yeah it was so condescending it is it was it was just outright disrespectful and even one of their witnesses was saying you know like we aren't worried she used that she said we're not worried about men competing in women's sports like hello (laughs) you are taking us back over 50 years here and you don't even care you you don't even care yeah totally erasing all of these opportunities that these wonderful things have have come out of um so it was very disheartening but there were people in there don't get me wrong there were people in there who were willing to fight for us and willing to just stand up for women that's so good it's not all bad <laughs> that's good that's good i think what's that's very shocking hearing that from someone who does sports, um, who does sports from a sports player that they're not concerned <laughs> about men being in their spaces. What I'm thinking, so I've mentioned sometimes. Oh, go ahead. The the witness who said that she didn't say that she was an athlete, which I think is really important because I don't know a female athletes who are okay with playing against male athletes if you are in sports you know just how interesting yeah she she may have played sports at some point in her life but she did not mention that in her testimony that i heard so oh that's interesting that's some tea yeah okay you guys heard it here first (laughs) even even my like most um i don't want to use the word liberal but liberal of um, teammates and things like that who disagree with me on every other issue. Usually, this is the one where they're like, "Okay, she might be onto something here." You know, like I wouldn't want to yeah. go up and have to play against a man. You know, I wouldn't want to have to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't want my daughter to have to do that. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's some tea. Yeah. Okay. And you know, anybody can testify. Yeah. You don't have to. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um. I forgot where I was going with that, but I guess it's irrelevant because she didn't even say, no, no, no. But like, you made a good point. I was going to make a comment about her being okay with it, but if she's not in sports, then I think it does make sense though, that people who are actually in the game, who have worked really hard, who know the ins and outs, definitely care more than someone who's doing it casually. Cause I'm even thinking about that person, um, on the show they were just a runner and i'm not saying you can't run professionally but like if you just do 10ks for fun there's nothing really at stake you know if you if you decide to switch genders but like if you're doing this for scott i just keep thinking about scholarship opportunities so college is expensive and that's not fair it's just not fair and for for a lot of people that is their only chance of being able to go is being an athletic scholarship to pay for it well, I hope that people um, sue, maybe. I don't know. I hope something's done, though, because it just, it it's not fair. Yeah. yeah. And I think that people, us speaking up and saying, um, standing up and saying things now is really good because um, it's going to, it's something that has to give. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. Sorry. Um, before I go to that comment, I'm going to make this comment. Um, so 
on the topic of people not really caring or um, people not in sports, not really fully understanding. Sometimes I listen to um, this. He's a liberal. His name is Hassan. Um, he does like YouTube commentary and he was talking about not this topic, but something happened months ago where, you know, the topic of men in sports came up again, men and women sports came up again. And he was saying something like, oh, is, you know, transgendered people are only 1% of the population. How often is it going to happen? It's not going to matter. And for a second, I was like, well, I mean, I guess it probably doesn't happen often, but then it's like, but that one person does matter. That one girl who had a scholarship opportunity, it does matter. So even if it feels like, to those of us who aren't into sports, even if it feels like, yeah, there's only a transgender, one transgender for every 80 bajillion sports players, it doesn't matter because that one person lost an opportunity. It does. It does. But it even goes farther than that. So, okay. Okay, let's think about sports. So a, a coach, let's talk about a college coach, right? We can talk about my college okay. coach. So her job is dependent on her being able to win, okay? That is okay. that is her job security. So if she knows that somebody else in the conference has a biological male on her team, she has to recruit in order to beat that biological male, right? And the only way that she can oh. do that is recruiting more biological males. So it is a slippery slope okay. because these yes. jobs are to win. And the only way that you can win against a biological male is by recruiting more biological Another males. Another biological male. Wow, Macy, yeah. this is good. I did not think of that. Sorry, you guys. I like I was hitting my desk in the site. I'm sorry. You're not going to like that sound. Um, But no, this is good. I didn't even think of that. It is heartbreaking for that one person who lost a, an opportunity, but... I mean, it is just, it's going it's to be continue more to grow exponentially. And we've even seen that in the past, you know, year and a half, how the exponential growth of, of teens and even younger who are going to get these surgeries and doing things like that. And that's going to play out in sports too. So it's crazy. Okay, Macy, what do we need to do to fix this? What should we regular people, they call this in college, they call this NARPs, non-athletic <laughs> regular people. What do we NARPs yeah. need to be doing? To help well, us. I'll tell you what the the people in opposition aren't really playing sports either. But oh. so you don't you don't have to be. I, <laughs> sorry, I know I don't. It's true. You know, if you play sports, you there's no possible way that you could think. I mean, I'm sure there's there's people out there, but as a majority, if you play sports, there's no possible way you could you could be okay. You're with so it right. Without, like actually thinking about the consequences. Um, yeah. You might be kind of blinded by ideology, but when you think about it in depth about what this means for you or your daughter, come on. Um, but anyway, so back on track. Um, you, don't <laughs> have be, you don't have to be an athlete to know that this is wrong. You don't. Um, but the right. most important thing that we need to be doing right now is activating our state legislatures to put protection in place for female athletes. Um, you look at states like North Carolina, right? Um, they, I played club in North Carolina, they oh. sat on their hands forever. You know, like we're not going to pass the girls sports. It, we're not going to pass sport, girls sports bill. People are just looking for things to, to whine about, you know, it's not a real issue. But then a couple months ago, a girl's playing volleyball and gets hit in the head, severe head and neck injuries. Cause she was playing as a biological male. This is not something that people can just wait for something bad to happen for them to pass legislation. We have to be active in protecting these female athletes now and not wait for people to get hurt 
wait for people to lose their scholarships, wait for people to more people to lose championships. We have to be active now. We got to put pressure on state legislatures to protect female athletes. So that is the, my biggest um, piece of encouragement is just like call your state legislatures and ask them to propose a bill and get out there, testify. You don't have to be a female athlete. You don't have to be a female athlete to know that girls should be playing girls sports and boys should be playing boys sports. So that's good. Um, all right, everybody, you guys heard that. We need to be reaching out to our state legislators. I think also thinking about what you said, um, if we, I feel like we're going to wake up if something isn't done, we're going to wake up and we're going to look out and I'll just say for volleyball, the whole court is going to be filled with, you know, half biological men, half biological women. And we're going to be women's obviously, because realistically, I, I I haven't seen that many women to men competing um, on the other side. It wouldn't but, make sense. <laughs> right. And we're going to look and we're going to see and we're going to be so confused about like what's going on. But we have a moment now to do something. Yes. We have Absolutely. a moment now to stop it. Mm-hmm. So everybody, Macy gave us our instructions. Let's get on it. Last question I want to ask you, Macy, is um, do you have any advice for girls who are uh, want to do college sports um, and they're kind of nervous or and they might even be nervous about going against someone who's a biological male or they have already gone against someone who's a biological male or they have a biological male on their team or just any advice for all the sports girlies out there. Yeah. Unfortunately, like having to play against a biological male is so degrading as a female athlete. Um, but I would just encourage you to Hold fast in the dignity of being a woman and um, what God says about your worth and his design for you as a as a female. Um, I would say that getting recruited to college is hard. It is really hard. It's a lot of work. Um, I would have to send, you know, like 50 to 75 emails and do different phone calls every single week preparing for these tournaments. Um, but man, it was so worth it. And, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but like, it taught me so many life skills after college. Like, even if you don't end up playing college volleyball, learning how to talk on the phone, learning how to email adults and speak respectively, respectfully and marketing yourself. Like these are, these are different things that are going to benefit you long-term. Um, Mm -hmm. but you, you will have to sacrifice a lot. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, (laughs) Um, but I mean, playing college volleyball has been one of the coolest experiences ever. Um, Being able to, you know, use it to pay for my education and um, represent my school, get to meet all of these wonderful women that I I get to be teammates with. It's not something I would trade for the world. So um, I just encourage them to, you know, stay strong, do what it takes. It's worth it. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a great conversation. Um, we went a little bit longer than I thought, but that's okay. Sorry, um, cause so much. <laughs> no, this is good. I learned a lot. I think this is, we need to be having these conversations. And like I mentioned, um, at the beginning of the month, an episode that came out at the beginning of the month, we are, womanhood is just being attacked in general. People, mm-hmm. women, girls are not wanting to be girls anymore because we're not talking about the dignity. I love that you kept saying dignity, the dignity, the wonderful beautifulness of being a woman. And they're not wanting to be girls anymore. Um, 
And these type of conversations are very important about, and how I'm connecting it is you and those who are fighting with you and, and me and other people, we're standing up. We're not allowing the, also like how you said, the men be the um, blueprint. We're saying men and women are different and this is okay. We want to continue to acknowledge that. We want to continue to enforce that. And being a woman is a good thing. You don't have to feel victimized. Like everyone's taking everything away from you because being a woman is a beautiful thing. Um, So yeah, this was a great episode to reinforce that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, episode, Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, however you're listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Let us know um, what you enjoyed about this episode and let us know that you've reached out to your state legislator. If you're listening on Spotify, um, the question that we will ask, um, what's a good question? So on Spotify, you can ask the audience a question and they can just answer. What do you think will be a good question to ask? Is it like listeners? a silly question or a real question? Um, a question just having to do with the episode. So it could be silly or it could be just something to do with the episode. Something we talked about to prove that they actually listened. <laughs> it's a test. It's a pop quiz. Um, yeah. I don't know. What's a pop quiz for me? I'm trying to tell us. <laughs> um, tell us your. I get. Tell us your favorite sport to watch. That's I guess that's fine. You don't really have to fully listen to answer yeah, that question. Not volleyball, but... you're wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Tell when you put in your favorite volleyball, your college, your favorite college volleyball player's name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but Anyway, interact somehow wherever you're listening on YouTube as well. Um, and this is, I think, a really good episode to share. I think it's a good episode to share with your friends that are um, athletes and your friends that are not athletes, especially your Christian friends. We talk a lot about dignity and, and you know, we're Christians, so we mentioned God. But I think sometimes um, as Christians, we can kind of get caught up in not having these type of conversations because you don't want to offend people, which is you know, understandable for a minute, but eventually you do have to have these conversations. So I think this is a good conversation starter episode to share with your friends um, that are Christians, especially that um, really want to know more about this topic. Um, So yeah, you guys, thank you for listening. Have a great day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.